Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. As you get back to your seats, I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Hallelujah. If you didn't bring a Bible, you can use your Bible app. If you have a Bible app in your phone, on your phone. If you don't, we recommend that you download it. That way you always have the Word of God with you. You can start some reading plans. And if you don't have your phone or you don't have a Bible, we'll have it up on the screen for you. Psalm chapter 1. There's six verses in Psalm chapter 1. We're really only going to be looking at two or three verses, but we're going to read the whole thing. It's not very long. But when you have it, say amen. Amen. The Word of God says, Psalm chapter 1, blessed. Everyone say blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Verse 3, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. Everyone say prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff, and the wind blows, that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the, in the assembly of righteous. For, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to, distract, to destruction. Today, I'm going to be speaking from the subject of planted or potted. Planted or potted. Let's pray. Father, once again, we just thank you for your, your faithfulness and we thank you for your love that demonstrates itself in your faithfulness, in your love and in your joy that is in our hearts. Today, Lord, we ask you to speak into our lives, speak into our hearts, that we may receive your word, that we may, that we may put it into action in our lives. Speak to my life. Speak to the life of my brother and my sister. In Jesus' name I pray. Saying a loud amen, you may be seated. Amen. How many of you here would say that you've been blessed by God? Amen. I've been blessed by God. I think many of us here can look around and, and see many of the blessings that God has given us. A, a lot of God's blessings in our lives, they're, they're, they're visible. We, they're tangible. We can touch a lot of these blessings. Like, 
we, life, every time you and I wake up in the morning and, give, and God has given us life, that's a blessing, someone. Amen? With the air that you breathe, the, the good quality Dallas-Fort Worth air that you breathe, that's a blessing from God. The food that you ate, amen, tacos are a blessing from God. The home that God has provided you, whether it's, a, whether it's a standalone home or whether it's an apartment or a condo or, or wherever you live, God has provided that for you and it's a blessing in your life. Health, health that you have, the health that you have, that is a blessing from God. The job that you get to wake up every Monday morning, even though sometimes it doesn't feel too good to wake up on Monday mornings, that job that you wake up to go to on Monday and on Tuesday and throughout the week and then every two weeks, you get a, a nice little paycheck. It, 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 even if you complain about the paycheck, it's still a blessing. It's still a blessing. The skills, right? The skills that God has given you to be able to perform the job that you have in order for you to be able to receive that paycheck every other Friday, that is a blessing from God. God has been good. How many here would say that you would want to continue to be blessed by God? Come on, give God a big hand praise. I want to be blessed by God, not just yesterday, not just today, but moving forward in the future, I want to be blessed by God. We would all say that. God's been good, and I want him to continue blessing me. I want him to continue being faithful to me. I want God to continue moving in my life. Did you know that God is even faithful and good to those people that don't serve him. Did you know that? Have you ever seen someone that you're like, wow, they don't even go to church. And they don't even know God. And they don't want to know anything about God. But yet it looks like they're being blessed. And you wonder, well, is that God Let me tell you, it is God blessing. Because every good and perfect thing comes from our Father up in heaven. And he's the one that blesses. And in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible tells us this. Paul states emphatically, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? If, the re if God is being good to someone that doesn't believe in him, the reason that God is being good is for the purpose of one day that person recognizing that God is God and that God is present in their life. That's just how good God is. God is a good God. We would all want to say that we are blessed, that we want to continue being blessed but there's a simple thing that the Bible tells us that we need to be in order to be blessed. And we need to understand first that being blessed is not a condition, but rather it's a position that we hold in our lives. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. It's not a condition. It's not like, a, it's not like something that, that comes over you and now 
uh, now you're being blessed and then all of a sudden uh, you lost it because uh, you, you moved or something changed in your life. No, no. Being blessed is not like, a, it's not like something you, you contract or something that's contagious. Being blessed is a position in your life. When we begin to understand what blessing truly is in our lives, we can say, even though we pull up Bank of America and we see that there's only $2.15 in the bank account, we can turn and tell our neighbor, I'm blessed. Blessed being blessed means that even if my car breaks down in the middle of the Dallas North Tollway on my way to work, I can turn around and look at all the other cars passing me and say, I'm blessed. Being blessed is not a condition. It's a position. Even if I'm not married, I can tell all the married people, I'm blessed. Stop looking at me. I'm blessed. Even if no one likes me, I'm blessed. Even if I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, <laughs> I'm blessed. You, you, you got to get this in your heart, church. You got to get this attitude deep down in your spirit, deep down in your soul, deep down in your body, in, your, in the pit of your stomach. And you got to understand that no matter what comes my way, blessing, being a blessed man is not a condition that I have. It's a position that I find myself in life. Your attitude must be, no matter what happens in life, I am blessed. The, there's a story in the Bible in Numbers chapter 23 where the enemies of Israel, they call the prophet Balaam and they tell him, hey, I, I'm going to contract you. I, I'm going to pay you if you will come and speak a curse over the people of Israel. And Balaam, not being a very good prophet, heard, oh, I'm going to get paid. Okay, I'll go. I'll go check it out. I'll see what they're talking about. And the Bible tells us that after this donkey talked to Balaam and after all these crazy things happened because God was not very happy with Balaam because he was about to go curse the people of Israel, Balaam shows up. And the enemies of Israel are ready. They built an altar and said, okay, come on, Balaam, curse them because we need to defeat them. We need to get rid of them in our lives. We need to throw them out. And what happened is that when Balaam started speaking, instead of speaking a curse, Balaam spoke a blessing. And he tell, and the enemies of Israel got back, we the reason that why, that why we brought you to this place is for you to curse them and not bless them. What are you doing? And Balaam looks at the enemies and says, I cannot curse that which God has blessed. Because being blessed is not a condition. Being blessed is a position in which you find yourself. Let me say it this way. Being blessed is not dependent on the external circumstances of your life, but rather it's dependent on the internal position of your heart. So being blessed is about where you find yourself in your heart. What position do you find yourself 
Because when our internal position is where it needs to be, it doesn't matter what's going on outside of us. We will know that anything God sends my way, that is a blessing. We pray, Lord, give me an opportunity. And God answers your prayer and gives you adversity. But God, I didn't pray for adversity. I prayed for opportunity. But the one that is blessed realizes and looks at the adversity and says, the opportunity is inside the adversity. Lord, give me an oak tree. God gives you an acorn. God, I didn't ask for an acorn. But the blessed one knows that the potential that is found within the acorn is a majestic oak tree. You just got to be willing to live in that position of being blessed. Can someone praise God today? If only you water it a little bit, if only you care for it, you fertilize it, if you're willing to go through the process, those who are blessed will be strong enough to endure it. They will be. And in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible tells us that blessed, everyone say blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Being blessed, again, if I'm repeating this, it's because you need to write it down maybe. Being blessed is not a condition, but rather a position. The Bible says that blessed is the one who does not walk in step. It doesn't mean that there won't be evil people around. It means that the blessed one doesn't walk with those that are wicked. The blessed one doesn't sit in the company of scoffers. It just means that even though the external the external circumstances, there may be wickedness, there may be evil in life, but because I am blessed, listen, listen, church, a boat. A boat is designed to float on water. Can we all agree? Right? A boat is designed to float on water. And this boat, it will, it will perform and function all day and all night as long as the, the external situation outside the boat doesn't get inside the boat. See, the key to being a Christian is that we got to understand that as we, we walk through life and we, we go through different stages in our lives, we got to understand that if we hold the position of being blessed by God, the, the external pressures, the external anxieties, the external wickedness, the external company of sinners, as long as it doesn't get on the inside of us, it doesn't matter what's happening. I'll be able to float on those waters. I'll be able to continue moving forward even if the storm comes in my life you and you know you know when it gets inside of you come on because when it gets inside of you when the external gets inside of you it begins to affect the way you walk it begins to affect the way you talk it begins to affect the way that you think and soon you're like that like that boat that begins to take on water you're like the Titanic, man, majestic, nothing can sink it. And as soon as it starts taking on water, nothing can sink the Titanic. Not even God himself, they said. 
But as soon as what was on the outside started coming in on the, the inside, that which could not be sunk, sank. And if you begin to understand that being blessed is not a condition, but rather it's a position in your life, you'll soon realize that you're walking on top of circumstances that other people are sinking in. Come on, church. Someone needs to get excited. I, I, I've been going through some stuff. I told somebody the other day, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's God has matured us a little bit. But I know we go through some difficult things. But somehow we don't notice it as much as we used to. We're not bothered by it as much as we used to because now I'm realizing that because I know that I am a blessed man, I have a blessed family, I can walk over those things that will sink everybody else. How many want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. Praise God, I didn't start my timer. I still have 35 minutes to go. And no one was too excited. Come on, church, get excited with me. <laughs> but if we want to be blessed, there's one thing that we got to do. Verse 3 in Psalm chapter 1, the Bible tells us that, per, that person, the blessed person, is like a tree planted. Everyone say planted. By streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever. Everyone say Whatever. Whatever they do, they start a business, it prospers. They, they, they form a new relationship, it prospers. They, they start a new job, it prospers. They buy a new home, it prospers. Whatever they do, it prospers. So the Bible tells us that, that we need to be like trees. Because if we're trees that are planted, then... The one thing that we should do is yield our fruit. And that's kind of the mandate that God has given us. That's, that's the expectation or that is the, the job that God has given us to yield fruit. And it says yield fruit in season. When your season comes, when your time comes, God promises that you will yield fruit in your life if you are to remain planted. Everyone say planted. So in order for me to be fruitful, I need to be planted. See, Jesus said it this way in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do, what does it say? You can do, come on, say it, nothing apart from Jesus. We can't do anything. 
our mandate as Christians is to be fruitful. But the only way which you and I are going to be fruitful in our lives is we got to remain planted. We got to remain in divine. In order for a tree to give fruit and in order for a tree to stand the test of time, it has to be planted. But the question now becomes, where should I be planted? Where should I be planted? Well, the Word of God tells us. In Psalm chapter 92, verse 12, the Bible says, the righteous will flourish. It says flourish. What does flourish mean? It's going to prosper. It's going to give fruit. It's going to be beautiful to look at. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will, I want to stop on palm trees. What, what, what do you guys think about when you think about palm trees? God. See, those of you that come from a state where there's palm trees, that's good. But those of us that aren't used to palm trees, I think of vacation. Amen. I'm on vacation, I'm in Hawaii, I'm in California, I'm in Florida. The right, that was neither here nor there. Anyways, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted, where? In the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They, listen church, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no wicked. Let me tell you church, some of us may be getting up there in a little bit of age. But God still says you can be fruitful. God still says it doesn't matter what age you are. As long as you're planted inside my house, you will stay fresh. You will stay upright. And you will bear fruit. But you got to be planted. We need to be planted in his house. And the reason we need to be planted. Listen, there's a reason I'm preaching this today. Because we are moving into a new phase of, of, our, of our church life. We're no longer necessarily a, a baby work. We, we kind of still are babies because you don't leave a two-and-a-half-year-old by themselves at home as a church. We're two-and-a-half years old. But now we're moving into a new phase where we are an organized church. We are a church that is living. We are a church that God has sustained. But in order for us to continue moving forward into whatever God has for us in this next season of our church life, we need to make sure that we are like trees that are planted in the house of the Lord. And the reason, listen, the reason we need to be planted is because when those storms that we talked about earlier, when they come, it doesn't matter how hard the wind may blow. It doesn't matter the speed of the hurricane that comes up against us. It doesn't matter whether it comes from the north, the south, the east, or the west. We may bend a little bit, and we may be bending like we're almost going to break, but as soon as the storm has passed, we will swing right back up and we'll continue walking because we are planted in the house of the Lord. We need to be planted in his house. 
And the reason we need to be planted in his house is because that we believe as a church that Jesus is the only source of blessing. Jesus is the only source of our lives. God gives us many resources, but the source of those resources is Jesus. And in Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 he said blessed is the man that is that is uh, that trusts in the Lord and it says in verse um, in, in verse 3 that he's planted near the streams of water there it is the streams of water and Jesus said I'm, I'm going to jump around John chapter 4 14 it's not up here but he said that whoever drinks the water that I give this is Jesus speaking Indeed, the water I give will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Why should we be planted? Because Jesus is the only source. He is the living water. And if we're going to be trees that are planted with leaves that never wither, that everything we do prospers, that we give fruit and that we're planted in the house of the Lord. We have to be planted in the house. So now one question leads to another, then another question. So now the question is, what is the house of the Lord? Because I think I know where pastor's going to. Well, I believe that the house of the Lord is the local church that you belong to. And, and I'll prove it to you with the Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Paul is writing to Timothy, giving him some instructions about church. And he says, but if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know that you ought to con how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Paul is saying, you need to know how to behave. You need to know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. And in case you're confused about what the house of God is, the house of God is the church. Because the word of God tells us that you and I, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, which makes us the house of the Lord. So the local church, the body that you belong to, where we gather, the place that we congregate, it can be here, it can be a hotel, it can be in a living room. It, that, when we gather together with the purpose of, of coming before God, that place where we're at becomes the house of God. Praise the Lord, someone. So what I would say to you is that the, the house of the Lord is that place in which God calls you to be in community with other like-minded believers. If you are to grow in your walk with God, if you are going to grow in your relationship with Jesus, you need to make a decision in your heart to be planted in his house. You need to be connected to your church. I don't know if too many people are excited, but I'm still excited. You need to be connected to your church. I still have 35 minutes remaining. Listen, there's a, there's a, um, a debate going on in my house right now. We want to buy fruit trees, and we already bought a couple. But the debate is, should we plant them or should we pot them? I want to pot them 
because planting them gives me such a sense of permanence. I can't move them if I don't like them where they're at. And, you know, after a year, two years, it'll be, uh, it's over. But if they're potted, I can move them around and I can. But anyways, that's the debate that, that, that we're having. And, and pray for us so we can make a good decision to pot them. I mean, to make the decision we need to do, okay? So pray for us, amen. Here's the thing. As we move into the next phase of being a church, I want to make sure that we together as a church, that we are people who are planted. Because if we're going to withstand the storms that are going to come our way, and believe me, they're going to come. The enemy is not happy about what is happening here in this place on Easter. God, The enemy is not happy about what's happening here in this place today. The enemy is not happy that we have a place that we can meet. The enemy is not happy, church. The storms will raise up and the storms will come. But if we're going to withstand the storms, we need to be a tree that is planted and not potted. Because this is what happens. We're pot. You know, we bought this one yesterday because, again, the argument, not the, 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 the debate and the discussion. Should we, this is cheap, but it looks nice. It's not real, it's plastic. It's nice. And some of us, we get really worried about how we look on the outside, but we're not even worried about what's on the inside. And, and we're worried about the appearance. We're worried about how people perceive us. Man, is this a nice shade of red? And, and we go changing our pots, and we go changing the way we look, and, and, and we're not even concerned about how, if we're planted or not because we're so concerned about the pot. Tell your neighbor it's not about looking beautiful. It's not. So what happens is we're in church with our pots. I believe in you. You guys aren't screaming this anymore, right? I believe. And then all of a sudden one day we look over and we're like, hey, it's pretty sunny over there. It's not sunny here. Why is it not sunny here? It's sunny over there. Pastor, God spoke to me and I, I got to go where the sun is at. So we take our pots. so much rain. 
churches that if we're potted, we're constantly holding our pots, looking around. Well, the worship team didn't sound too good. It's been a couple weeks that they don't sound too good. And I know that there's great music over there. And I think that maybe God is calling me. But the pastor didn't like his preaching this week. And, oh, I don't know, maybe I need to go over here. And the reason this happens is because we're potted. We're potted. We're mobile. We carry our pots. We're going from place to place looking for something to satisfy our hearts, something to satisfy our lives when we don't even realize that if we were just to put our pots down and to plant ourselves in the ground somewhere, that the satisfaction you're seeking the satisfaction that, that, that you want, the blessings that God wants to give you is found within the ground that you planted. You, you got to get rid of the pot and say, no, no, no. From this moment forward, I will be planted. No matter, no matter if it's really sunny, no matter if it seems like it's raining, no matter if the worship team didn't sound too good, no matter if the preaching wasn't all... All that great this week, I am planted in the house of the Lord and I am like the blessed man who is planted near the streams of water because Jesus is there, because Jesus is moving, because Jesus is doing something in my life. But we become concerned about our pot. I don't know if you remember the story when God tells Samuel to go pick a new king. Go to Jesse's house. He has some children, some boys, and there's going to be a king among them. And the first guy, that, the first young man that Samuel sees, he looks at that man. He's tall. He's good looking. I think this is the one. And, and, and Samuel almost goes up to him to anoint him. And God tells him, hey, wait. Man looks at the outside appearance, but God does not look at the, in, the outside. He looks at the heart. What matters is what is in the heart because the position of the heart is what determines your blessing. Are you potted or are you planted? One day we want sun. One day we want shade. One day we want rain. The next we want it to be spring. The next we want it to be summer. The next we want it to be we want it to be winter. The next we want spring break again. We want Thanksgiving break. And let's be honest, the, the worship team here does an amazing, amazing job. Amen. Can we give a, a big hand to the worship team? They do. But there will be some songs that are a little iffy. There will be Sundays that are a little iffy. And I, 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 and let's be honest, even I, right, I, I, I preach okay, I think, I think, but <laughs> there are some Sundays, thank you for the encouragement, there are some Sundays that are going to be good, and there are some Sundays where you guys are going to be like, God, I, I don't think pastor slept very well last night. Right, we need to pray for him. We're human. We're all human beings. We prepare 
The worship team does not go to rehearsal on Fridays and say, all right, guys, how can we mess this song up this week? I don't prepare a sermon thinking, all right, this is going to be a, 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 a below par uh, sermon this week. No. We all come into it wanting to give the best and the, the most that God has given us, but there will be some days where you may not feel like it was quite like last Sunday. But I do have to question one thing because regardless of whether what you think was good or was, was bad, I know that the word of God is going to be preached. And I know that the songs will be sung with the spirit of wanting to lead people into worship. So many times it's not really about whether or not we perceive something to be good or bad. Many times it's whether or not we, we are, have our hearts open to receive what God has to tell us that day. But through these ups and downs, we need to be planted. We need to grow together. We need to learn to bend together in the storm. But once the storm has passed, we're going to stand as tall as we've always stood. How do I know this? Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. If we allow ourselves to be potted, we will constantly be moving. And I'm not saying you're physical. None of you, I, I don't believe that you guys are, obviously not. You guys have been here for a little while now. You're not moving from church to church. from place. No, but if you're potted, things come in your life that move you from the presence of God. That move you from, you know what, I want to go to church today. You know what, today I don't feel like it, so I'm, me and my pot, we're staying home. You know what, today I, I really need God, and yeah, okay, I'll take my pot to church. You know, today I got lots of stuff to do. I, service is like right in the middle of the day. I, I, I'll send my other pots. You guys go, I got stuff to do. But when we're planted... When we were planted in the house of God, when that, that job opportunity comes and they tell you, yeah, but you got to move across state, oh, well, that kind of changes things because I'm planted where I'm at. It makes things a little harder. You can't just get up and go because you're rooted when that opportunity at that other place comes up and, and it sounds good, and, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to need you working on Sundays. I'm going to need you. You won't be able to go to city groups. and Oh, but I'm planted. I can't. It's not that easy. You don't understand because you're potted. I'm planted. 
Yeah, yeah I know you're judging me. And you, I don't have a pretty pot like you do. But I'm planted. I'm planted. I'm planted. But if we want to be a blessed man, a blessed woman, blessed people of God, the Bible tells us we need to be planted in the house of the Lord. Whatever you and I do, if we decide not to take up that opportunity because we're planted, God will make us prosper there where we find ourselves. I don't see it today. I, I may not know when it's going to happen, but I will remain planted in the house. I will have deep roots that will feed my tree, that will feed my family, that will teach my family that we are to serve me and my house. We will serve God. And this is where God has us. This is where God has us. I have completely run out of time really quickly. So how, where do we need to be planted? Number one, first we need to be planted in Christ. If you're not sure of your relationship with Jesus, you need to plant yourself in your relationship with Jesus. You need to pray. You need to seek him. You need to read the word. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16, 19. It says, I pray that his glorious riches may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through him. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ for you. The second thing, we got to be planted in a church. We have to be planted in the local church. I think City Church is a great place to be planted. But I may be biased, but I've seen how God blesses those that belong to City Church. I've seen how God moves in the lives of those people that are here. Matthew chapter. And some people may argue with you and say, oh, church is a man-made thing. Church is something that they want to have that so that they can collect tithes and they can collect offering. Church is not man's idea. Church is the idea of Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus tells Peter, I tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not, if you, will not overcome it. If you don't want to be overcome, you got to be a part of the church. What does that look like? I'm a part of a small group. What does that look like? I go to church on Sundays. I, me growing up, there was no question in my house. Are we going to church today, Mom? Are we going to church today, Dad? What, that question was never asked. We, we go to church. That's what we do because we're planted. We're planted. I'm planted. I, I go to city. I go to city groups. I, I we're planted. I go to church on Sundays. Yeah, I know there's things I gotta take care of, but I'm planted. I need to be there. 
Number three, we got to be planted in community. Look around. Whether you know them well or not, this is your family. This is your family. Acts chapter 2 verse 44, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and to give to anyone who had need. Every day. Everyone say every day. Boy, if I told you we're having church every day, I think I'd have a, I, won't, I don't know what I would have. But every day, they would meet together in the temple. They broke bread in the homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number not monthly, not every year. The Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Why? Because there was a community. Above all things, people want to belong. In your heart, even if you're the most introverted person, you want to be somewhere where you know someone. You want to go somewhere where you feel accepted. You want to belong to something. That you can love and can love you back. Are we planted? I know this, I know this is rooted as, as is potted as well, but are we planted? I'm gonna ask you to stand. Have you ever seen a a beautiful, like a very majestic tree? And you look at it and you wonder, wow, I wonder when that was planted. It must have been 40, 50, 60 years. I go to my father-in-law's house and he has this huge uh, uh, red, red oak in, in the front yard. And it, 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 it takes up the whole yard. There is shade. There is. Every time I go, I look up at the tree and I'm just amazed at how that thing stands and how big it is. And we're worried about our little pots. Not realizing that God wants to grow us from a little acorn. And we may look like this at times. But the Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. But one day we're going to be that tree and people are going to be like, wow. You've been here for a while, huh? How do I get to where you are? Your answer is going to be, you got to be planted. You have to make a decision to plant yourself in the house of the Lord and just watch how God will do amazing things in your life. Come on, give God some glory. Lord Jesus. I don't know, Lord, how many people here today may feel like they're carrying their pots around with us, with them. But today, Lord, I ask you, God, that you would help us transition from the pot to the ground. That our roots may reach into the streams of water. That our roots may extend low and wide. So that as we grow, no matter what comes our way, we can stand tall. 
Give us the strength. In Jesus' name.